You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So whenever I'm, whenever I'm having conversations with individuals uh, talking about faith stuff, there's, there's always one concept that, that puts me a little bit on edge, that makes me a, a little nervous as we're having that conversation. And, and it's the idea of decision theology, right? That, that I can choose to have faith, that, I, that, it's, that it's up to me and my decision uh, whether or not I have faith. And, and you know, uh, I know that's the same for some of you as well because about, th- it was three weeks ago, uh, Vicar Rathke was preaching and he sang a song for us and, and it, I saw some people get a little itchy in their seats. Does anybody remember what that song was? Paul, Paul knows. Yeah, I have decided to follow Jesus. Right? And we got, we got a little nervous. We got a little, little concerned. And I know even some of the people talked to him afterwards saying, I got, you know, saying that, you know, I got nervous, but then I saw where you went with it. Right? Um, it's actually a really good theologically based hymn, but, but we get a little scared of that phrase that I have decided to follow Jesus. And, and rightly so. Right? Luther, in his explanation of the third commandment, says, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ or come to him. Right? I believe that I have no ability in me to come to faith in Jesus. So then what do we do about our text today? What do we do about the songs that we sang already this morning? Right? See, I have set before you, this is Moses talking to the people through, like God is speaking through Moses. I've set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and its rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and to serve them, I declare to you today that you will surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you're going over the Jordan to enter and to possess. And then hear this verse. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, what? Choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Right? Moses is telling the people, choose life. Right? And it's not just Moses who says that. Uh, Moses then hands over the leadership of, of, the, Israel pe- uh, uh, of the people of Israel to Joshua. And at the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua is speaking to the people and he says, if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the, uh, the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose uh, land you dwell. But as for me and my house, 
we will serve the Lord, right? As for me and my house, we will choose to follow the Lord. So I guess, was, was Mo, were Moses and Joshua, were, were they not Lutheran? Okay, sorry, that was a joke, by the way. Um, the answer is no, because Lutheran didn't happen until thousands of years later, right? But, but the real question is, Right? Are, are Moses and Joshua, are they telling us that we can choose our faith? Is, is Luther wrong in his explanation on the third commandment? Well, to understand that question, we have to understand what Moses was saying and, and how he had already talked, right? We just took a snippet of, of one of his final speeches, one of his final sermons to the Israelite people. And the whole book of Deuteronomy, it actually means the second telling or the second teaching. The whole book of Deuteronomy is as the, uh, the people are getting ready to move into the promised land. They've been wandering in the desert for 40 years. They're finally getting ready to, to move into the promised land. And Moses, who's not going to go in with them, Moses is reminding them of who they are and reminding them of what God has done for them. And so he takes them all the way back to their days in Egypt as slaves. And he reminds them that, that guys, you were slaves in Egypt, and God brought you out of Egypt. You are his people whom he loves, and he cares for, and he keeps. And because you are his people, he calls you to live a life that's different. And he says, you are my people, right? God, I brought you out of slavery. I brought you out of death and into life. And, and, and throughout this, you know, there's a reason that they've been wandering in, in the desert for 40 years. They could have gone pretty much right into the promised land, but they got afraid. They, the, the people we're afraid that if we go into the promised land, they're, they're big there. They've got giants. They've got fortified cities. And if we go in, we're going to get defeated. All but two people said, let's go. And Joshua and Caleb were two of the spies that said, let's go into the promised land. But everybody else said, no, we can't do it. And so God said, okay, then you're not getting in. Right? And so they wandered for 40 years until all of those who were adults at that time had, had died. And now it was the next generation who was getting ready to go into the promised land. Right? But the, so Moses is saying, choose life. Don't choose what your fathers chose. Because right? here's what the fathers chose. They said, the people of Israel said to Moses and to Aaron, would that we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. It would have been better if we were dead in Egypt, if we were slaves in Egypt, because when we were there, we sat by the meat pots and we ate bread to the full. Right? It would have been better to be in slavery but have meat pots than to be freed from slavery. They say, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Right? God's people, that, that initial group of people who were brought out of slavery, they chose death. They chose to, that they would have rather gone back into slavery than to be freed from that. Right? So now Deuteronomy, or Moses in Deuteronomy is, is telling the next generation, don't be like your forefathers. Choose life. Don't go back to death. Right? So it's a good thing us 
learned Christians never do anything like that, right? Right? We know that, that, that Jesus chose us, right? Jesus says, you did not choose me, I chose you. We know that we are chosen by God, right? God chose you. Jesus brought you out of slavery. He brought you out of death, right? You were dead in your transgressions. You weren't just injured and limping around in your transgressions. You were dead in your transgressions. But Jesus chose you. And Jesus came to this earth to live a life that you were unable to live, to to die a death that was meant for you. And in that death, he took your sins upon him on the cross. And he took those sins into the grave. And he didn't remain in the grave, though. Right? Three days later, he rose from the grave, destroying death. And the Spirit then, through the waters of baptism, through the hearing of his word, through the eating and drinking of his body and his blood, he brings you into life. He brings you into his family. And he doesn't just, he doesn't just you know, give you a little bit. As he, you know, as he brings you into his family, he gives you his kingdom. And so he pleads with you, don't go back to death. Don't go back to the ways of the world. Don't go back to, to, to doing what is pleasing in your eyes. Choose life. Right? This isn't some sort of decision theology. This isn't, this isn't you, know, you choosing faith. Right? And if, you, if you look through the Bible, if I just search the word choose in the Bible, uh, there are only a few times where it talks, and we talked about them, Deuteronomy and Joshua, where it talks about me choosing something. The vast majority is talking about how God has chosen you to be his royal priesthood, right? His, his people for his own pleasure, right? So the question is, as you've been given faith, as you have been brought into this new life, what are you going to do with the life that you've been given? Moses asks, Paul asks, Jesus asks, why would you go back to death when I have given you life? Right? We saw it with the, the, fa- the forefathers in Egypt, right? or, or wandering in the desert. Well, oh, that we would be back in Egypt in slavery because there, there were meat pots. And so my question that I really want you to, to, to wrestle with today is, what are your meat pots? What are the things that sure look nice, but take you back into a life of, of death, of sin, of suffering? What are, the, what are the things in your life that Satan uses to drag you out of the freedom that Jesus has given you into slave, back into slavery. So I, I just want you to take 15 seconds. I'm going to stop talking. Just take 15 seconds. What are your meat pots? I just asked my daughter what her meat pot meat pots are, and she's like, "Ooh, is that like a 
sucker with meat, a meat pop? Because she thought that sounded really good, and now I think that sounds really good. So how many of you are going to have meat pops at your uh, uh, Super Bowl party tonight? Maybe, right? Uh, but no, what are, what are the meat pots? For me, it is so easy for me to base my worth on what I do, which is such the way of the world, and, and it's such a way that just leads to slavery, right? Because now I become a slave to performance, Right here at Trinity, we are, you know, we're, we're working on bringing the pre-K from the east campus or from the central campus over to east campus. We're going to have pre-K here in the mornings, right? So that's been something that I've been putting a lot of time and effort into. Uh, we've, we're working through the, uh, we're also working through the feasibility of starting a Lutheran high school here in Fremont. We're also, I, you know, I'm in, in the middle of, of working through the auction and, and, and where we need to go with that. And... Uh, we're putting together a bid for new projectors and sound system and organ and uh, new maybe carpet and things like like four huge things that I'm working on all at once. And it is so easy to base my worth on whether or not those things succeed. It's so easy to base my worth on what I do. I don't know if that's a meat pot for you, but it is for me. Because Jesus doesn't say to base your worth on what you do. Jesus says, base your worth on who you are. Right? I have made you my child, he says. Right? You are a child of God. There is nothing more important. You can do nothing that, that supersedes that calling on your life, that you are a child of God. I've called heaven and earth to witness against you today, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse, and whatever, and meat pots. But therefore, what? Choose life that you and your offspring may live. Right? And this is not a, this choosing life, it's not a one-time thing, it's not a one and done, it's not that like, I, again, it's not decision theology, it's not that I chose faith and now I'm good to go. Right? Again, Luther in his explanation on, on baptism, asking, you know, what does is, what is this baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Right? Luther says daily we should choose life. I, it's, it's more than that. Right? If you only have to make that decision once a day, you're wow. Uh, but right, every decision that comes in, for, in front of you, you have an option to choose life, to choose the freedom that Jesus gives you, or to choose death, to, to put yourself back into slavery. So, I ask you today, right, you've been given life or death, blessings or curses, which will you choose? I pray that you would choose life today, tomorrow, and every day. Again, not to not to earn your salvation, but because you have been set free 
why would you go back to death? So today, tomorrow, and every day, choose life. Amen? Amen. Amen.